0: Okay, people, welcome to Ask the Arb Microcast, helping homeowners, developers, and architects get your planning back on track by demystifying tree surveys. Your host is Matt Harmsworth, so sit back and relax and let us help you get your planning back on track. Hi folks, how are you doing? Matt Harmsworth here, host of the Ask the R podcast, and uh, to be honest, r- been really looking forward to uh, recording this one. I, st- <laughs> I started planning this one out uh, yesterday, and I was doing a little bit of research this morning before I came into the office. And um, James, my youngest, was just about just about getting ready for school, and um, I uh, I was able to do a little bit of a uh, little bit of teaching with him. And uh, so what I wanna talk about here is the difference between accuracy and precision and why it matters on even the smallest of projects. So this is something we stumble across all the time. So first off, I just need to talk about what is accuracy. And this is where James uh, dropped into this cause I was trying to explain it to him to check my own la- learning. So on the drone side of the uh, business, we use um, the fixed wing drones for uh, surveying, for looking at uh, forestry and open moorland for habitat and ecological surveys. And it's crucial that we're able to match the data that we record on board on the drone with the real world or what's known as Absolute accuracy. So you can have relative accuracy. So that's where um, two points in space are relatively accurate to one another. And then you've got absolute accuracy where those points that you've recorded are accurate in terms of a imagine a map of the whole world. So what is accuracy? Accuracy refers to how close a measurement is to the true or accepted value. And then precision refers to how close those measurements of the same item are to each other so precision is ultimately independent of accuracy and the learning point on this the thing that comes up all the time if you imagine a um if you imagine a a dartboard with a bullseye in the center of it okay now if you imagine that you're throwing darts at that in the pub and the darts are going all over the place there's holes all over the board then you've got low accuracy you've got low precision however if you're able to throw those darts at the dartboard and group them really really close together but they're not in the bullseye so that a nice tight group of darts but anywhere on the dartboard but in the bullseye you've got low accuracy but high precision okay the next one is high accuracy but low precision so essentially all your darts are going roughly towards the uh, bullseye, but they've got quite a wide spread on them. So you've got high accuracy, but low precision. But what you're really looking for here is high accuracy and high precision. And that's where all of your darts, all three darts, go straight into uh, into that bullseye. And you might be thinking, what on earth is he talking about? How is this, how is this relevant to my uh, planning application or my tree survey? Well... The truth of the matter is that in our world, our data has to tie up with other project professionals, such as your um, your architect, your planning consultant, your engineer, your structural engineer. All of these um, plan outputs have to talk to each other and they have to be highly accurate and highly precise. Now, on the smaller projects, so imagine you're doing a small residential extension or a garden building or something like that. Um, it would be quite normal not to have a full topographical survey carried out in those circumstances by a qualified topographical surveyor. The reason for that is it ups the project cost by anywhere between four and a thousand pounds, depending on the uh, depending on the size of the site. So what tends to happen is is that both your architect and your tree surveyor will use what's known as an ordnance survey base map or base plan. Now those base plans are notoriously um, inaccurate, And the reason that they're not very accurate is because quite often they're created through aerial imagery. Um, so the Ordnance Survey has a fleet of aircraft that fly all over the UK constantly. And um, they're using that data to update the Ordnance Survey base maps. And to put it in a very crude manner, they're essentially tracing around the footprint, your built footprint that they see. that aerial photography to update the mapping and it means that sometimes you get bulges on your building that might not be part of the building it might be a patio and also vice versa as well time for a sip of coffee so it's always better to have a topographical survey if you can but if you haven't then the base starting point is those ordnance survey block pan plans now A lot of architects um, will tend to do hand-drawn plans, which is absolutely fine up until the point that it needs to be introduced or integrated with other professional surveys um, for your planning submission. That's where it starts to get challenging, because essentially when we go to site with our equipment and we pick up the... the uh, tree data and the tree's position, it may have a very high accuracy, but is it precise in relation to the architect's plans and sometimes even the topographical survey? Now, within my business, we tend to use um, GPS, GNSS handsets that are accurate within one to one and a half metres, which is perfectly sufficient for a tree survey. However, in the wider world of surveying, where they're talking about sub-millimetre or sub-centimetre accuracy levels, it's not that accurate so you need all these survey outputs to um, to tie up most people tend to uh, to tend to do this and they'll end up with the ordnance survey base plan with their tree data on possibly some architect hand-drawn drawings and then we've got to try and mesh the two together to carry out our cultural Impact Assessment or AIA to see exactly how the trees will be affected by the proposals and the proposals will be affected by the trees. So really, I mean, we recommend that um, as far as possible, all the outputs in relation to your project need to be digital. Um, It's always fantastic if there's a topographical survey, if there isn't then what we recommend is that the tree constraints plan and our drawings are used as the base for the architect's drawings so that all these pieces of work tie in together. I could give you numerous, numerous situations where we have had hand-drawn plans sent over to us. Um, In some cases, we have one the other day that was coloured in with crayon, and it just makes it extremely difficult to be able to produce a submission that is um, robust, and that the tree officer is able to cross-reference the proposals with the trees on site. Um, And ultimately, that will mean if it can't be done, if there is no sensible comparison between the drawings and the trees, it means the impact assessment is flawed, and therefore it's a reason for your application to be uh, rejected or pushed back as a lack of insufficient data. So in what i recommend in all cases as far as possible is that everybody at least works off an ordnance survey base plan um, that your block plan that your architect will draw up will show the proposals on it very clearly we can then overlay our tree data on that and carry out an accurate assessment so that is me talking about accuracy and precision if you've got any questions on that please do come back to me Uh, that's all for me today and remember trees first not last